Hi, my name is Ian Parry and welcome to What the Future, the podcast produced by Future Leaders Mentoring. Today we're chatting with Leah Carvel in one of our special podcast series on Leaders Life Stories. Hi Leah. Hi Ian. Hi, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good. Um, and you're saying off um before we started recording, you've had a busy week so far, but all really good stuff. I have, yeah. It's uh, the new role is definitely a busy role, but one that I'm thoroughly enjoying. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, let's let's get into that then. So let's um hear about who you are um and what your role is today, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Oh uh, yeah, so I'm I say it's it's actually Lee Carbell, but you're not the first person to pronounce it incorrect. I get all sorts. So Leah, Leah, Leah. Think of T and I'm Lee. So I'm Lee Carvel. Um I am I don't know, I'm, I'm many things to many people, I think. Uh, I'm in my early 40s, so I've got all the joys that comes with that. Um I'm a transplant patient. Uh I'm a stepmom a wife and a dog mum I would say that's exactly what I am um lots of hats there absolutely absolutely and enjoy all of them (laughs) great okay and um how about your your sort of um day-to-day job role what um what tell us a bit more about that yeah so I guess I kind of leave that till last but my job role is I manage services director at Gentrack Um, So we are a utility software provider. Um, Many of people out there might know us. We've got some big tier one customers as well as some smaller energy companies that we also support. Uh, And in my role as managed services director, we support our customers that use our software um, at times when they need us. Um, So it can be they're at peak times um, where they need some extra support we help them to keep their cost to serve down so that they can pass those savings on to the customer. Um, also, on the other side um, of my business unit, I have a settlements piece of software. Um, so those in the industry will be um, delighted to hear that word. But we have a piece of software that um, uh, is a great piece of software and a service that goes alongside that to ensure that their settlements is kept in a in really good order. Mm. Um, so we have long-term partnerships um, with some energy businesses, uh, but we also do, again, on that side, tactical, tactical engagements uh, around mod periods and stuff like that, that those in the industry will know well, well about. Yes. Also, I have the training team, wonderful team, a very small team, but with a training team that provide internal and external software training to um, new starters and new customers, something that we're looking at expanding, especially with the uh, the change to working from home. Yeah. Uh, but again, an interesting an interesting team to to work with. Yes, I, I certainly remember using your training <laughs> team in the past and, and absolutely incredible trainers, I have to say. They're really good, know what they're talking about, obviously know the, know the products, know the software, really patient, uh, with the teams that they were training, so um, yeah, couldn't couldn't speak more highly of them actually. Yeah, it's really interesting actually because our mission and our strategy in GenTrack is fifty and fifteen, so fifty million meter points in fifteen countries, um, and 
that's tricky when you talk about training teams and a mm. small training team at that. So, yeah, the team are going through a bit of a review on, on how we can best look after our customers and onboard customers as quickly as possible and make sure that they get the level of service that I'm quite pleased to hear that you had. Um, so, uh, yeah, they'll be pleased to hear that from you. Wow. And how are you, how are you doing against that, that mission then, that sort of 15-15? Yeah, we're doing really well. Um, I think I don't want to, you know, give too many people too much praise, but the team are really working hard to identify opportunities and look at the partnership operations that we've got with um, Salesforce, AWS, um, and really, really grow, grow the business. So, yeah, it's it's really promising. It's a really energetic business to be in. There's lots of energy um, from our CEO, all our exec, our senior leadership team, all the way throughout the business so it's it's a it's a a business that plays to win i think it's is one of our one of our strap lines so we play to win we have a good time whilst we're doing it yeah. and yeah it's, it's a really great place to be cool okay great intro um Lee. thanks very much for that so so let's go back a few years then if you don't mind um and I've, I've always enjoy hearing the answer to this question from from people who join us on the podcast so Tell us what your what your first memory growing up was. Yeah, I thought about this and I thought, I do have a couple, but one that just springs to mind and just puts a smile on my face <clears throat> is me. And I must have been about four or five. So it's probably not my earliest, but it's definitely like the most profound. Yeah. Being in a back garden and it must have been late, late summer, sort of early autumn, and just being surrounded by great big oak trees. I think our back garden um, backed onto a cemetery at the time in the house that we lived at. Um, big old oak trees and just being surrounded by leaves everywhere and just being in, and I think I was in a swimming costume, I don't know why, but a pink swimming costume with these leaves, just you know picking them up off the ground and throwing them around. Um, and if I'd have been about four um, or five, my sister would have just been born. So. Um, can't quite remember her, but, you know, just just setting it into kind of the timeline piece. But I love nature today and it's, you know, it's just something that's stuck in me. So whenever kind of the season changes from summer to autumn, yeah. um, it's my best time of the year. And yeah, that memory sticks out loud and clear. I can almost feel and sort of sort of feel and sort of sense the, the dampness on the leaves. So I don't know why I was in a swimming costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're when you're four, you just why not? Yeah, I probably had wellies on and you know a great big fur coat. Um, you know that sort of <laughs> aesthetic, the look I was going for at that age. It yeah. hasn't changed actually to nowadays. <laughs> well, that's really nice. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so now thinking about the journey from that point on, then. Um, from the from the fur coat and, and and swimming costume to where we find yourself today. So how would you how would you describe that that journey? Yeah, it's, as I say, I'm in my early forties, and it feels like I'm I'm much older because I seem to have done quite a bit. But mm. um, yeah, my dad was in the army, so we grew, we moved around quite a lot as a child. Um, mm. So I had a, a good education. Um, College and university definitely wasn't for me, although I did try, mm -hmm. but um, left quite early. 
Uh, and then I just got stuck into work. I, I fell into a role because there was a, an account manager role, junior account manager role at an internet service provider back in the days where you sold lease lines. Um, and I was just really keen to learn. So, you know, I'd heard about, you know, the internet was around and routers were still making noises and things like that, but I was fascinated. Uh, and I've always been one to um, just get stuck in, give me a challenge and I'll get stuck in. So, you know, this whole sort of worldwide web thing um, and this this kind of fairly junior role gave me a, a foot in the door. Um, which then led that led on to other office roles opening up. And every time I'd go for a role that was maybe a little bit more senior, paid a little bit better and a little bit more interesting, I think, you know, something to keep my attention. And over the time, I kind of fell into um, roles around quality, quality management. So process, documentation, okay. customer satisfaction. And it was there that I really realized just how much I valued getting things right for the customer. And, you know, lo and behold, ISO 9001, I became a guru in um, all the relevant clauses and processes and yes. documentation and audit regimes to, um, to make and help businesses provide consistent service delivery for customers uh, found it fascinating and became a bit of a geek for a little while and just grew you know took every kind of learning opportunity that I could I worked for a good company um, at the time that gave um, put people on really good development courses so I was pretty lucky there I would say but again you know I was driving that and I was asking for those courses and I was putting in the time to actually go away and do those so it definitely was, you know, I was definitely a driver, not a passenger okay. uh, in that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, kind of went from there. And then I kind of talk about being a transplant patient. I was diabetic for 22 years, um, type one, um, and fell pretty ill. My kidneys started to fail. So I needed a um, uh, needed to go into dialysis and needed a transplant, which I did. Um, it wasn't easier. It's not, not as easy as just saying those words. It was a year of every other day on, on dialysis, mm. a year on the transplant list, five call outs for um, a transplant and eventually got my transplant on the fifth on the fifth uh, call out, which was life changing for me. And I guess I do call it out because the perception I have on life is is massively different to where I was, mm. you know, selling lease lines early days in my career yeah. um and that really gave me a little bit of time whilst I was recovering that to think about where I wanted to work and what I wanted to do and I still have this passion for customer delivery and and things and ISO 9001 and quality management and a job came available <clears throat> at Ecotricity so green energy company that most people will be aware of in the industry um uh working with um great colleague of mine uh and it was to go in and just look at their certification and you know renew it and lo and behold two and a half years later um I left there as their head of continuous improvement having taken on the training team the quality assurance team the quality improvement team um you know, we implemented Trustpilot, all of those sorts of things. So again, just constantly just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just you know, taking any opportunity that was available to me. 
Um, yeah, and at the time they were implementing um, Junifer, so Gentrax software billing platform, uh, and was approached to go and join Gentrack. Um, and again, Gentrack, I joined as a customer success manager, so supporting customers, again, my passion for customer, um, supporting them in getting the best out of the software, yeah. uh, and then decided that actually I missed a little bit of that people management. So um, moved across into engineering management, operational management, and then a vacancy opened up as the managed services director. And I think by that point, I felt I had enough in my briefcase to, um, yeah, to apply and to to do to do this job service. So, yes, that's where I am today. Oh, there's a lot going on there, isn't there? There's some really, um, I mean, some literally life-changing events that have yeah. happened. Um, and as you say, that, that, that moment then that kind of really made you sit back and say well where where do I want to go and what do I want to do and 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 do you think if that hadn't happened do you think it really has changed where you've arrived now and you would have been somewhere different yeah I think I would have I I still have I think I have this under underlying desire to just improve you know improve myself you know go and stretch myself no, and my dad always pushed me forward and said, you can do what, you know, do whatever you want to do. Um, you know, believe in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. So I've always kind of had that underlying belief and and drive and motivator. Um, so I think I would have naturally have kind of pushed myself. Um, I'm not sure I maybe would have gone towards a sort of a green energy supplier. I don't think before I really looked at what what I valued. And I think it was just another job on a career ladder. Whereas, you know, there's a lot of heart and soul that goes into working for a green energy provider that's, you know, doing the ethical and environmental um, uh, drive that they have there. That's that's definitely very rewarding to work for a a company like that. Um, So that's definitely been a motivator. so I think I probably would have still progressed in my career. I'm not one to stand still. Mm. Um, I get bored quite easily. Um, but I think my drive, definitely a personal drive for me, is definitely the gift I've been given and want that desire to want to do something with it. Yes. Um, you know, to kind of go to bed at night and think, yes, I've done my donor proud. Um, you know, I've I've done the right thing. Um, and not wasted, not wasted a day, you know. Um, yeah, and take and try to take everything that I can from it, really. Yeah, and and I, and I guess you 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 say those words and you describe it, um, and to say, I guess at the end of every day to think, well, somebody somebody else's life has has given me life. Yeah. Um, that's quite a quite a profound thing to be to be given, and and then for you to to make sure that you're properly taking advantage of it. Yeah, it's a it's a double-edged sword if I'm honest with you Ian. There are times when it's overwhelmingly so um yeah. you know quite a, a quite a thing to carry. Um mm. and it can get quite yeah, you can feel the weight of the responsibility that you have to do a good thing. 
then you have to take a step back and think, you know, that person wanted to be an organ donor. um, And, you know, you've got the opportunity now to do something wonderful with it, you know, and, you know, as long as you come back to that, it took me a few years, trust me, um, of talking to to several people to get those words out without crying. Um, (laughs) uh, But uh, yeah, I think I'm, you know, I, I do feel very, very blessed with the gift that I've got. Um, and I like to think that, you know, I'm, I'm doing doing something good with with the opportunity that I've got. Yeah, yes. And thank you for sharing with us as well. Actually, it's a really personal story. Um, and I'm sure there'll be others listening to it that may well have gone through a similar experience that maybe they're not as far ahead as, uh, as you are. So it's, it's really, really good that you could share that. Um, I I would say and I think it is a really good thing to talk about it you know I think people not enough people talk about chronic illness and talk about you know struggles that they that they go along with day to day and that's mental and physical um you know illnesses that people people work through day to day um I think the more we talk about it the better you know Mm -hmm. my business the business I work for now are really supportive you know I do have to go to the hospital more often you know if I do get sick you know I do need to take a few days to get better because I can't then recover quickly I have a low immune system Mm. you know and it's only through talking about these things and normalizing them you know can I then come to work and be the best you know version of me because my Mm. I know my business support me and Mm. it's something I encourage my team to do um and you know now I'm at the senior leadership level I'm able to you know influence that we we do that as a business also yes and and thankfully we're seeing businesses going more in that direction now aren't we we're talking about things whether it be mental health or physical health is is it's a good thing to be able to share it when you're ready to share it and get the the right support for you as part of that sharing experience yeah, we're all humans at the end of the day. You know, nobody wants you to come in and keep a secret from, you know, of course, you, you there are things that you, maybe you don't want to share. And that's absolutely fine. But, you know, I think it's just, I guess, as a leader being, you know, um, approachable to be able to, you know, for people to share with you what they're going through. Um, and then, as I say, it's back to this kind of human element. We all want people to come to work and have a good time. You know, work is work and you get paid to work. Um, so it's not like it's, you know, it's not always um, fun and laughter. But, you know, when it comes to health and well-being, um, we all want people to to go to work and, and come back and, and feel OK. And I think that's, you know, that's what we can do as leaders is to to encourage people to talk about it um and support them you know if, if they need an extra a hospital appointment or you know then they need a, a small period of time off just to recoup after an illness then we should be supporting them yeah absolutely I think that's a that's a really good lesson to take from everything that you've been through is that to talk through it but also as as leaders to share that that talking about it is good and, and that the outcome what happens next is good yeah because i guess when when you're worried about sharing it's because you think what's going to happen next is bad yeah 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 don't don't i can i can relate to that you know especially early on in your career you know when you're trying to um 
you're competing with others around you that are 100% fully fit and, you know, are able to turn up to work and, and you know, are always there. Um, and when you have a chronic illness and you can't, you know, because your your physical well-being, you know, your physical health is is letting you down. That was, that, in fact, that was a real, you know, struggle growing up. I think, you know, you kind of turn up to work when really you should be at home, you know, resting. Um, and I think if you have those conversations with your employer, you know, especially these days, so employers are supporting people mm-hmm. um, to make sure that they are they are getting the right level of, of, of support and, and guidance. And, you know, um, lots of companies have EAP type uh, programs, so employee assistance programs. And they're really useful. They are really, you know, really useful. And I can see that step change from when I was, you know, a young 25 year old, you know, turning up after having a hypo the night before and really struggling, you know, to kind of just stay awake. Um, you know, there are there is a lot more support these days. And the flexibility we're working from home <clears throat> as well is is definitely um, is definitely helping with that, I think. Mm. And, and we we usually move on now to talk about life lessons, and we've talked mm. quite a lot about life lessons mm. there. Mm-hmm. Is there is there is there anything else that that you want to share as part of what you've been through in your life that that really resonates as a, as a life lesson, or or do you think we've covered it? I think there's probably enough there. I think I would probably, yeah. My only advice would be, and I think just looking back at you know that period of time that we've just recapped on. Um, it's just being ready for those opportunities, really. It's just, you know, always looking to improve um, and just taking every day for what what's what's available, you know, and, and really grabbing it. You know, don't, don't feel like you always have to climb upwards. You can go sideways, um, you know, do something you enjoy. You know, something that you value, I think, is 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 good is, you know, is a good thing to do. Yeah. OK, thank you. And, and certainly what, what I've learned from speaking to leaders as part of this series is that most leaders don't necessarily have a plan for what comes next. There isn't a, I've sort of looked at my life out in front of me and gone every step because it's part of my plan. Most leaders seem to describe an experience where they say yes to something. Mm-hmm. They may well take a risk on something. And certainly they're not afraid to change course if the course that they were on just doesn't feel right to Mm -hmm. them. And that's certainly what I've learned in speaking to leaders like yourself is take the opportunity, say yes, take a risk. And if it doesn't feel right, back away from it and and, and try a different route. Yeah, I think when you're younger, you're just a bit scared to do that, right? You know, because you are competing with, you know, other people that have either been to university or they're on the same kind of trajectory as you and you're competing against them. I think as you do progress in your career, you know, all those values and your confidence um, and your motivators change significantly. And I would say I'm definitely at that point where, you know, I want something to be interesting. Um, you know, I've gone for this role that I'm in at the minute and I'm enjoying every minute of it, you know, and that's that's wonderful. But it could have been, you know, it could have been much different. And mm. exactly as you say, what would I have done? You know, I would have reviewed it. I would have probably decided that, you know, it's time to it's time to to look for something new. And that's that's not wrong. You know, there's nobody sat there looking at you kind of, 
questioning why you've made that move because you know as long as if you're happy um and you know you're you're probably then able to do a, a better job yes so so moving on then to something a bit more practical then yeah and i'm always fascinated by by this the answers we get at this one so do you have a daily routine and if you do can you talk us through it yeah i do my husband can be test and can, can uh, confirm this i make the bed the first thing i do in the morning is get up and make the bed so is he out of the bed at this point so that yeah, is he yeah. Out of the bed? yeah neatly tucked in <laughs> um uh, yeah so make the bed even on the weekend um it's an absolute even on holiday make the bed so make the bed it's just a mindset thing um so make the bed and then head downstairs and any of my friends and family work colleagues will tell you that I don't really do anything unless I've had at least two cups of tea so two cups of tea um and it's not just because tea is a lovely drink and you know I don't like to to move for a few (laughs) for a few minutes um but it's actually the ritual behind it I was questioning myself when I was thinking about this and it's the ritual and it's almost a little bit of meditation I think it makes me stop and it makes me enjoy the drink and it makes me just be a bit mindful for a few moments before the day starts so it gives me a little bit of time and I think maybe in the past it would have been driving to work would have Mm. given me that time um I certainly when I travel into London I'm on the train I get that time but it's always with a cup of tea um but when I'm at home working from home uh it's you don't get that break before you then step into your office you know it's kind of downstairs and then so I I kind of use it as a as a as a, a separator you know just to kind of a bit of reflection time before I then start the day um and by the time I've had my second cup of tea I'm ready to do any meeting or any phone call that anybody has booked in my diary for me that's a good that's a good start of the day and it's yeah. I guess it's good to reflect on our our routines as well isn't it as to how how did I end up doing this and what what am I what am I getting from it and I guess that yeah. idea of sitting for a moment almost like in a meditative state is 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 good to good to recognize that yeah and the same at the other end of the day I mean I'm sure you don't have this this problem but you may taking my makeup off at the end of the day is an absolute must and again it's you know okay it's great you take your makeup off that's fine but actually it's why do I do it I take makeup off you don't want to get terrible skin but and I need to reduce the wrinkles that are appearing at 40 something um but it's it's more than that it's it's that moment just to stop take the day off uh literally the day that's been <laughs> off of my face and actually just you know then step into a different state you know now's the time not to be doing work not to be running around not to have that face on and actually now to to get that restorative piece that that sleep and rest and in the evening brings so yeah so I think they are they are kind of the key things to me the bed the tea and the makeup off I think you know and the rest in between always is a bit is a bit frantic but I think with those bookends of the day um yeah definitely definitely sets me up to have a good a good day and a good sleep 
Oh, cool. Okay, thanks for sharing that. Uh, and thinking about the the bed making routine, is that something that you've always done? Because obviously your dad being part of the army and having that discipline, or was it something that you've kind of gone into in late later in life? Yeah, I love this impression that people have that if your father's in the or parents are in the military, that you know you uh, you have to make your bed and stand by your bed every morning. Uh, I'm pleased to say you're right. No, it's, no it wasn't like that. Um, I think there's a little bit of discipline there from my from my dad um, and my grandma more than I think my nan more than anything um, to you know just just setting yourself up right for the day. Um, and I think it's just just developed over time. And I think I've learned to appreciate the, what it does for me. So whilst I was a child doing it, it was probably frustrating and something that I just didn't see why it was massively important when you're going to climb back into bed anyway. Um, but now I do see the importance of it. And actually, you know, I'm, I'm very much am a, you know, tidy, tidy person. And I feel that, that if things are tidy, and things are calm and things are laid out correctly for me it it helps me focus a little bit more mm. um, I even go up to my husband's office and have been known to tidy his desk up for him um because it <laughs> it plays with me when I'm downstairs so <laughs> uh yeah it, it does spill over sometimes <laughs> okay, good to know so so moving from the practical to sort of forecasting and a bit theoretical now then so so mm. we're going to talk about bias and I'm sure um, there have been lots of occasions where you may well have been the only woman in the room the only woman leading mm. the room um, and I don't have that lived experience so I don't know what that might have felt what your experience has been but I guess I'm interested in how you think that's going to play out over time do you think we'll always have an element of bias as, as human beings and gather into our tribes Mm. Or do you think that will subtly change and improve as we seem to be improving over time now? Yeah, I've definitely been the only woman in the room. I think, you say, growing up, you know, military background with my father, I've always been very comfortable with it. I've always felt very confident. So I've never, I've never really looked at it. You know, it sounds terrible being a woman in, in business. But for me, that was, it was kind of normal. And mm. it's only really as I've kind of, um grown up in my career where I realized actually this isn't right you know and actually um there should be more women at, at this level um and in business in general and you know I think that I'm certainly doing what I can do to elevate women in the workplace and I see a lot of other people and you know and men doing exactly the same I think, you know, it's definitely shifted in the last few years. Again, coming back to this, you know, people are talking about different subjects um, and it's more um, more talked about, more uh, there's more focus given to it, even with recruitment, um, organisational design, all of those things, you know, the way you recruit, the benefits packages that you offer, businesses offer today. So I think there's it's definitely work being done I don't think it will go in my lifetime, but I do hope that, you know, what, what you and I are doing and others and our peers around us are doing will definitely make it better for, you know, future generations. Um, do I think that there will always be some kind of bias? 
No, I don't, because people would normally say yes. And I don't think so. I think we've got the the women of today are are getting stronger. Our voices are wanting to be heard. And mm. I don't think we kind of are letting barriers get in the way as much anymore. Uh, and I think that, you know, strong people, strong women like myself and my peers that are around me are instilling that to their children and the future generations. And I think as long as if that continues, then why not? You know, it, 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 in fact, let's not say, do I think it will happen? Let's make sure it doesn't happen, <laughs> you know? So um, I'm ever the optimist. Great. I'll do everything I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, to get there. I like that answer. Very positive, very determined and and... But, but I also think it's based on, as you say, what you're seeing around you, uh, the conversations that are going on. Mm. And, and I, I certainly think there's been a shift in bias o over time where certainly the last sort of five, six years or so, it's gone from, I think, oh, this seems to be a good thing to do. And mm. from a brand point of view, something good to be involved in to actually if you have a have teams and businesses that are diverse in all aspects yeah then that that sets you apart and it, and it gets you moving forward more quickly than your competitors so i think just just good business rationale you know it, it seems to it seems to have got that message through so apart from it's the right thing to do mm -hmm. and we should have been doing it earlier but it just makes absolute business sense the numbers yeah. it, it just is the right thing to do yeah absolutely and I think you know my in the business I work for you know my role is global so I have a team in Australia um and you know just even that location diversity is in in business is great you know being able to you know to speak to people in different locations and get their viewpoint on see on on how they look at things just because culturally their viewpoint is slightly different um it just adds it just adds so much to to a business um so yeah i'm i'm very i'm very optimistic i think those of us that are in business right now um you know can play a massive part in in this shift for future generations um and i think you know most people are most people want that change uh, it's not like we're trying to delay it no um, I just wish that we could fast forward it <laughs> yeah no with you there absolutely so we're, we're at the end of the podcast now oh. where where we can kind of talk about your future and mm. how you're seeing things so you know tell us what what next for you in your life and and, and your work do you, or do you even know yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I think my approach has always been, and as I've shared, is to grow and to learn and to progress and do better than I did yesterday. And therefore, there's no stopping me. That's my view. <laughs> um, I absolutely want a bigger, better role at some point in my, you know, in my future. Um, right now I'm working with a great team of people I have a great mentor mentees um, you know I have a great coach in my my current boss 
uh, and I'm learning every day. And uh, for me, that I get great satisfaction from that. Um, but there will come a point when I've learned all I can learn and I've you know, done what I can do and I uh, will be ready and looking for that next role. Um, and that's that's really exciting. Yes. Um, and, I, and I'm guessing as well, because of the, the type of person that you are and what I'm learning about you is that you'll be bringing others with you on that journey. So there'll be somebody in your team or in your business or, or in your wider network that be ready to move into your role from a um, looking after the next round of talent perspective as well. Yeah, succession planning for me is huge. I think I've always, I think you can measure your success by the success of others around you, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm, you know, I'll speak to my guys regularly um, and my job is to get them ready for the next role. So yeah, there's absolutely... People I've you know seen already that um, I'm I'm trying to encourage to do better and push themselves harder, <clears throat> um, and yeah, and I have done that in a couple of other roles that I've 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 worked in where you know you kind of um, you move on and they naturally fall in behind you. So yeah, yeah. Thank you. So. That's that's the end of the podcast, Lee. So we've we've got there. We've gone way too quick. We've whistled through it. But what what's kind of really jumped out of the screen um, to me is your clear determination. Um, and this has been one of the one of the podcasts where we've got to share, you know, some real personal stories, um, which I've really enjoyed listening to. And I'm grateful that you've shared it with us. And I know there'll be people listening that that will um, take quite a lot from that, but it's just the 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 determination, the focus, the people side of things, all wrapped up in this personal story and this personal journey that you've gone through that I've really enjoyed listening to. I know others will as well. So thank you very much, Lee. Thanks, Ian. It's been good to share. Great, thank you. So as always, thank you for choosing to listen to What the Future. If you've enjoyed this, enjoyed this episode, sorry, then please hit subscribe and tell others about us. And finally, mentoring is a hugely valuable step on the leadership journey and we're here to help. If you feel the same way, then please get involved. Tap the join us button on our webpage, which is www.futureleadersmentoring.com and follow us on LinkedIn to jump into the discussion that we're having there. So for now, goodbye and we'll speak again soon.